You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. What is going on, Pirate Nation and college football fans? It is Wednesday night. And it is time to talk college football here with Sonny and Semenza. Um, you know, a lot of tremendous games this week to dive into. Uh, but before we do that, uh, let me welcome in East Carolina football letter winners, Jay Sonhalter and Matt Semenza. Gentlemen, how are we? Doing great, guys. Uh, happy to be here with you as always and uh, looking forward to catching up tonight. A lot of good games this week. It's a little different having East Carolina on the bye week. A little less stressful, uh, you know, this week. I think it came at a good time for us, but uh, definitely a good good slate of games. Yeah, I can't wait to see the SEC. Where there's monster games uh, this weekend. I'm going to be sad when it's not football season, guys. Yeah, seriously, right? It's always, that's always a sad day when college football ends. But uh, <laughs> Devastation. L- yeah. Luckily, we have another month or so, right? Exactly. That's, that's a great point, Jay. I mean, it's hard to believe that it's already week 10 and you know, here the first weekend of November. And, uh, you know, before we dive into week 10, uh, let's take a look back at week nine, um, you know, a week ago. Let's not take a look back, Bob. Yeah. Let's not take a look back. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know, probably one of the, the funniest things from last week's picks was um, I went back and I was listening to some of last week's show earlier today just when I was making sure I had the picks correct as far as the records. And what everyone said, um, but the two of you as well as Kyle, as far as Oklahoma State and K-State, Matt said, I, he said, I would bet my house. And <laughs> I was like, man, I'm glad he didn't do that because then uh, K-State beat him 48 nothing. I mean, that that to me is the craziest thing ever. Like, when was the last time Oklahoma State was shut out in a game and then lose 48 to nothing? And I was so confident about that pick. Jay, it was so funny because I said, I'll bet my house that Oklahoma State wins. And Jay said, well, Matt, you sound so confident. I'm just going to roll with you. And I led you down a bad path there. So, uh, you know, I'm pretty embarrassed about that one. Uh, we'll regroup. Now, we're both tied for the year 25-24 and 1, right, Bubba? Correct. Uh, 25, 24, and 1 uh, for both of you guys. And um, you know, a week ago, uh, right around 500, and Jay was 4, 5, and 1, and Matt was 5, 4, and 1. Uh, and What was Kyle? I didn't add it up since we're not keeping his picks. I I, I will go okay. back just out of curiosity and look. Uh, I think he was right in the same ballpark because the, there were some um, – you know that he went with with one of you, and then the and then the other games he would go the other way. So I think he was probably right there in the middle, probably about five wins as well. But I'll go back to see for sure. All right. Well, I feel a late season surge coming on, Maddie. So because I, I I do know that he picked an um I want to say he picked an upset in that West Virginia TCU game, and obviously TCU covered late. And uh, what West Virginia did, what Kyle uh, expected them to do, and took TCU down to the wire, but um, TCU was able to throw a touchdown pass there about uh, the last minute, minute and a half. Um, they had a fourth and one play and you know, threw, a, I think it was a fade route, <laughs> and were able to put that one away in Morgantown. Well, 
the funny thing about this record, the fact that we have the same record, Jay, is that we got here in a very different way. Like it's not like we're making the same picks every week. We're yeah, we actually pick different games or different teams quite a bit. So it's, right. it is kind of uh, it's kind of funny we have the same record, you know? Yeah. Well, this is our time to shine, Bubba. Mark it down here. We're gonna yeah, start. And- we're gonna we're gonna go to Vegas and make some money. <laughs> Before we progress to uh, week ten, you know, besides that uh, debacle for Oklahoma State in Manhattan, you know, what were some of the other major takeaways from week nine for you guys? Well, um, you know, what was the other big blowout game there that was that was the shocker, guys? I'm uh... well, Tennessee destroyed, uh, or excuse me, Tennessee destroyed uh, Kentucky, which I was surprised that was a, a big of a blowout. Is that was um, that was pretty crazy, and then yeah, there was the Ohio State, uh, or excuse me, there's the Michigan Michigan State game as well, which was a huge blowout. Uh, another one, uh, let's see, you, definitely that Kentucky Tennessee game. I know Kyle. When you talk about Kyle's picks, Jay and Kyle took UK, and I think they were getting what twelve or thirteen points, and then Tennessee ends up winning that ball game forty four to six. So, there was a Georgia-Florida yeah. game as well, so there's yeah. some blowouts. Yeah, you had that one, but we that was one of the ones you uh, you guys got right because because the Gators were getting 23 or 24 and ended up losing 42 to 20, so um, that was a, a slight cover. Yeah, I think the other game that was interesting, guys, was that Cincinnati-UCF game. That, that was a huge game in the American, and uh, – you know, I, I got to give credit to to UCF because, you know, they they had two turnovers in the red zone when they were about to score. They had their starting quarterback knocked out, and they still found a way to win that game against Cincinnati. So that's a that's a nice bounce back win for that program. Yeah, it really was, and um, I know that was one you felt pretty strongly about UC, and uh, you thought the Bearcats would. Would probably win by a couple touchdowns. I think Jay had taken taken UCF um, in what was basically basically a pick 'em. Uh, the Knights were a one point favorite, and uh, I I know the game that you're trying that's uh, escaping us. I'm, I was going back and glancing at last week's slate um, as far as um, some of the surprises and uh, let's see here. You had Ohio State defeating Penn State. Uh, you guys had taken Penn State in the points, um, which was a solid pick. Another one I know that uh, we were all wrong on was um, was Syracuse and Notre Dame. Um, Notre Dame went to the Dome and won 41-24. Syracuse coming off that loss at Clemson, and uh, and they really struggled. And, and then the, this is the one that you may have been thinking of, Matt, uh, and that's – the, the debacle for Wake Forest up in Louisville. Um, the, exactly. The, the Deeks actually led that game at halftime, 14-13, and then Louisville outscored them 35 nothing in the third quarter when Wake Forest turned it over six times. I mean, you – I mean, how often do you – that that must have been how crazy those turnovers were that it was a pick six or a scoop and score and stuff left and right because how odd is it for a team to even have – the ball six six times in a quarter. Yeah, that was unbelievable, Jay. I mean, 
Wake Forest was number 10 in the country, and they go to Louisville. Nobody saw that one coming. Nobody. I mean, I remember we talked about the line was three. It might have been three and a half for Wake Forest. And we all kind of talked about, like, hey, that's a little bit surprising. Why is it so low? But for Wake, just to get their ass kicked like that, nobody in the country expected that one. Yeah, they've been rolling. Uh, it, it's going to make it tougher on NC State, though, with uh, them coming in playing bad. I think they're going to come back out, wait forces, and, and you know, make sure they, they don't play like that again this Saturday. Another game um, of note from a week ago was uh, what took place down in College Station. Um, not surprising to me. Um, you had the Rebels, 31, the Aggies, 28, and I loved – what uh, Lane Kiffin said after that ball game when he was asked, you know, hey, coach, um, do you have a Halloween costume and for Monday night? And he said, I'm going to talk to Jimbo. and Maybe he has a Joker costume for me. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Jimbo, if he keeps this up, he's going to get run out of town because he's making way too much money and recruited way too many four and five stars to be losing like this. So, um, you know, you know how it is guys in the sec. There's a very short leash on coaches. No doubt. And, uh, you know, as we prepare to dive into this week's games and you know, get to this week's picks and we'll take a look at 10 of the, the better games from around the nation. And we have Craig Doucette from Virginia chiming in tonight. He said, what's up you crazy kids. He said, I, I love watching this show because it's like watching a live version of the movie Two for the Money. Sunhalter is Al Pacino and Semenza is Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> oh, that's a great that's a great movie, by the way, too. Really good movie. What's up, Craig? But um, first game we'll take a look at this week, guys. Um, this is where you have to start. Uh, the initial college football playoff poll came out. Tennessee, number one. They're traveling down between the hedges to take on number three, Georgia, you know, who in a lot of folks' opinions um, was snubbed, thought they should be number two ahead of Ohio State, and we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. But uh, number one, Tennessee at number three, Georgia, dogs by eight. Jay, you want to take it first, buddy? Yeah, I mean – Obviously, this is impossible to bet, right? <laughs> so, this is that's a high number. I mean, you would think Tennessee is going to cover it, but I I just think, you know, when the public goes one way, I go the other. So, I'm going to go dogs by by more than eight. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, Jay. This, you know, I'll tell you, I've been bullish on this Tennessee team all year. I, I think I. I think every single week I've picked in their favor. Really like this team. Really like this team. But I think Georgia, when they have their backs up against a wall and when they play in a huge game like this, a huge game at home, I think you're going to get their best punch. You're going to get their best punch. And, you know, we were saying last week that Tennessee might be in store for a little bit of a letdown at some point. I don't know if it'll be a letdown, but I do think Georgia – We'll find a way to get this done, and that's a, it's a lot of points, eight, but um, I am going to say Georgia covers the eight at home. Bubba, what do you think? I agree with you guys that uh, it, it will not shock me at all if uh, if the dogs cover that. I'm very interested to see how they 
how they match up in the trenches against against Georgia, and you know how, how that defense holds up. Um, but I, I do think Georgia will probably win the football game. But uh, I, I'll take Tennessee on the way they can score. Uh, I'll, I'll take them plus the eight. Um, if nothing else, on just to make things interesting. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, Moving on, uh, another huge top 10 matchup in the SEC, um, LSU. They've really steadied the ship after a rough start with that loss to Florida State and then the blowout at home to Tennessee. Been playing pretty good football, especially quarterback Jalen Daniels. Um, So then you have number six, Alabama, uh, traveling for a night game down at Tigers Stadium. And the Crimson Tide are nearly a two-touchdown favorite, tied by 13. Mm. Mm. Well, I'll jump in on this first one. It's not fair that Jay always has to go first. So I'll jump in on this one first. Uh, I feel like that's a pretty big spread. LSU is definitely a team that's turned it around here. Um, it's a night game in Baton Rouge. We know how tough it is to play there at night. That crowd's going to be absolutely electric. I don't know if LSU will win, but I do expect them to cover that 13. So I'll go with the I'll go with the, the Bayou Bengals. For me, I mean, I think that's really, really high. But again, I I, I you know, I would have thought this would have been maybe six and a half Alabama. Um, I don't know why it's that high, but that tends me to believe Vegas isn't always correct, but I, I think I think I'm gonna go with Alabama on this to kind of surprise some people and, and win by more than two touchdowns. All right. I like it. I like it, Jay. Again, it, it would not surprise me if that happens, but with this game being in Baton Rouge, night game at Tiger Stadium, I think even if it's a backdoor cover, you know, where Bama may be up three scores and LSU scores late to slice into the lead, um, I, I will take um, the Tigers in the, in the thirteen. Uh, with the game being in Baton Rouge. So, um, you know, moving on, uh, sticking with within the SEC, uh, or excuse me, actually moving on to the ACC, um, you have Wake Forest, and we talked about what they endured a, a week ago or put themselves through up at Louisville with the eight turnovers in the second half, and they are traveling to take, an NC, take on an NC State team at Carter-Finley Stadium. Um, the Deeks are a four-and-a-half-point favorite. And uh, you know, NC State got an excellent uh, relief performance by uh, its freshman quarterback to rally from a 21-3 deficit to Virginia Tech. Who would have thunk that? Well, I'm going to go with Wake Forest. NC State can't score. They got lucky they beat Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is terrible on offense. So I think this is going to be a bounce-back game for Wake Forest, and I think they're going to win by five or more. Mm. Jay, you sounded confident on that one. It was no hesitation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I saw NC State's offense, and they can't score. So uh, I'm surprised Wake Forest happened last week with Louisville, but I just don't think they're going to have that happen again. I mean, listen, I I think I I have to agree with, like, everything you said I I would agree with on this one. Like, I think Wake Forest is going to come out they're going to be very hungry to get that bad taste out of their mouth from last week. And I agree with you. NC State 
without Leary, they are just not the same team. They really, really struggle to score. And, you know, their defense we know is very solid. So I think the defense will keep the game within striking distance, but the inability to score is going to really hurt them. Um, so, so I'll agree. I'll, I'll say Wake goes into Carter Finley and gets it done. I agree. I think NC State's defense will keep them in it, but I think their inability to score will catch up to them in the end. I, I mean, I could see Wake winning this. I don't know, you know, thirty-one twenty-three, or you know, that's probably even. It may be even a little bit uh, high on the score there, but uh, but I, th- I think Wake will win this one by seven to ten points. Yeah, and the other thing about that one, guys, is now that they have a little bit of film on the freshman quarterback, um, you know, because now they've he he played for probably half that game the other night against Virginia Tech, and by the way, Virginia Tech is terrible. That is a terrible football team, maybe the worst Virginia Tech team I've ever seen. But um, I think Wake Forest will be able to make adjustments off of that and and take care of business. Earlier, we talked about what K-State did a week ago, that 48-0 win. And without their starting quarterback, Adrian Martinez, lighting up Mike Gundy and the Cowboys in Manhattan. Uh, This week, another huge ball game in Manhattan as number 24 Texas comes to town. And the Longhorns are a slight two-and-a-half-point favorite. All right, well, I'll jump in on this one first. Uh, it's never easy to get a win in the Little Apple, Manhattan. So, um, you know, Texas is a weird team. I, I don't know. I, right now, I, I just love the momentum Kansas State has, you know, with that brutal beatdown of Oklahoma State. Um, I'm, I'm a little – I see Longhorns by two and a half. I think Kansas State gets it done money line gets the win uh, at home against Texas. And it won't be that close. They'll win this game by at least a touchdown. I'm going to surprise some people, but I just don't think they're going to be able to have two wins, two huge wins back-to-back. I think Texas is going to go in there and and win by three. All right. Yeah, that is an interesting factor, like you're saying, Jay, coming off such a – a huge win. You, know, you almost wonder, you know, since they beat them forty-eight nothing, instead of winning a, a closer ball game, if it may be a little bit easier for them to to move on uh, and you know, prepare for this Texas game. But uh, like Matt mentioned, you know, they're they're always tough uh, there at Bill Snyder Stadium. I think it's what it's called there. Uh, in, there in Manhattan, the Little Apple. Uh, so uh, I, Little I think Apple. I, I think I will take uh, K-State. All right. And let's see, um, moving on within the uh, – let's see, I think we may have another Big 12 one here. Let's see. Bear with me as I scroll back through our comments. Uh, we ha- Actually, moving on to the AAC, and we talked about UCF and the huge win they had over Cincinnati. Um and the 25th-ranked Knights are traveling to the Liberty Bowl where they'll take on the Memphis Tigers, and they are a three-point favorite. What do you think about this one, Matt? Well, I I actually feel pretty strongly that, that Memphis is going to get it done, and I'll tell you why. UCF, I think they struggle a little bit in their secondary. 
Um, and, and, you know, we saw that up close and personal in, in Greenville when there were holes all throughout their secondary and Holton Aylers really picked them apart. Now, I don't know if that was uh, a little bit of a one-off or, you know, if, if that's who they really are, but conversely, you look at Memphis and that's what they do really well. They throw the football and they're really creative on offense. They come out with some really good stuff. You know, a lot of, you know, four wide receiver sets, five wide receiver sets. They incorporate the tight end. So I like Memphis to pull off the shocker at home, Jay, to, to take the win here. I'll go with you. I mean, I, I on this game, I mean, really, you never know what you're going to expect from these teams. Um, I, I think UCF, you know, I just look at it's hard to win big games back to back. And I think that Cincinnati was – game was a huge win for UCF. I think Memphis is going to get done in cover. Nice. We agree. We Hey, we haven't had many agreements tonight. We got one. There you go. I'll, I'll go for the trifecta. I'll, I'll, go with, <laughs> I'll go with Memphis as well. I thought Bubba was going to go the other way just to, you know, just to, yeah. just to mix it up on us. To you know? spice it up. And yeah. – uh, also, with, within the American, you have number 19, Tulane, who obviously you know, has the inside track at the not only conference championship, but um, the birth in the New Year's Six. Uh, they are traveling to Tulsa, and um, they, they will be there at Chapman Stadium as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite against the Golden Hurricane. So, um, so Matt, uh, how do you feel about Willie Fritz Ball Club? Uh, will they be able to go on the road and take care of business against against um, Coach Montgomery and company? Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I think Tulane's a very disciplined team. Like, you know, obviously they're ranked number 19 in the country, and they might be feeling very confident right now, as they should, as they should. But I don't see them – as the type of team guys that's going to, you know, come into a game like this unprepared or take another team lightly. I think Willie Fritz is a really good coach as we we've talked about many times this year. And Tulsa is a team that, you know, they started off pretty good this season, but they've really not played good football here for about a month. So um, I'm going to say Tulane goes in there and, I'm going to say they go into that little high school stadium in Oklahoma and, and win this game by at least 10 or more. Well, for me, I, you know, I just think it's tough to always blow teams out. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if Tulsa does make this a close game. But I don't think Tulsa plays enough defense. And I think Tulane will take care of business. And I think they'll do it on the road by eight or more. All right. And I, I agree. Uh, I think I don't think it'll be a blowout, as Jay was kind of uh, referencing there. But I, I do think that Tulane will take care of business and probably win this one by a couple touchdowns. Um, you know, sticking within the American, you have Houston traveling to a Ford Stadium in Dallas to take on SMU Mustangs by three. Jay, you can take this one first, buddy. Jay, there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys. Sorry, I just had my phone just shut off. Um, That's all right, so I'm going to go with SMU on this one. I think the home field advantage is going to be a factor. 
I think we've seen Houston go back and forth, but I think SMU at home is a different team. They'll be able to score. I think they'll go ahead and win by four or more. All right. Man, this is this is a really this is the hardest one for me so far. This is this is a really tough one. It's at SMU. Um uh, uh, Jay, I'm gonna give you a Lee Corso not so fast special, my friend. Not so fast. I think the Cougs are are they've been playing some pretty good football here. Uh SMU, we know we know they can score a lot of points but they will give up a lot of points too. So I don't know. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say Houston gets it done. I agree. Um, I, I was going to – nothing will surprise me in this one, but uh, I was going to take the Cougs as well. Uh, SMU certainly has a pretty good football team, but it seems like Houston's playing better each week, and uh, and I think I think the Cougs will – take care of business and, and win a big road game in Dallas. Um, you know, heading north, and this is a game that I thought was going to fall after those other SEC matchups earlier, and that is Arkansas hosting Liberty. And the Flames are not ranked in the college football playoff poll, but they are, I believe, 23rd in either the AP or coaches poll. Um, however, Arkansas there at home at Razorback Stadium is a 13 and a half point favorite. All right. Well, you know, I, I'll say Arkansas, another, another funny team. Um, I do think Arkansas is going to win the game. I'll keep this one short and sweet, but I think Liberty is a very solid football team. They're going to be very motivated to go into, into the sec atmosphere and, uh, and try to get a W here. So I think Liberty will cover, the 13 and a half, but Arkansas will win. I think Arkansas is going to win by 14. I think it'll be a two touchdown game. I think Liberty's good, but I think Arkansas will road grade them up front. And, um, and I think it's gonna be tough for them on the road Liberty. So I'll go with the Razorbacks. Yeah. That- I have instant regret, by the way, I have instant regret right now taking Liberty. <laughs> Sunhalter. Yeah, I think you might be right. I'm regretting my uh, pick instantly here. Yeah, that's where my – I think this is a really good line where it's set because um, I agree with Jay. Like, I'm just curious to see how Liberty holds up in the trenches. And, and, um, you know, you think they were involved in a fairly high-scoring game, the game they lost at Wake Forest. What was it like? It's thirty-seven, thirty-six, or something crazy like that. So, um, I don't know. I, I want to take Liberty in the thirteen and a half. Um, what the heck? I, I'll take the Flames, but uh, but I have my doubts as to whether they'll be able to hold up in the trenches. That's a tough one. That is a very tough game right there. But and we then. And then last week's opponent for the Pirates, BYU, they're traveling to the blue turf. And this is a game I know we've talked about on our other shows on just saying that we obviously want BYU to finish well and become bowl eligible and, who knows, maybe finish 7-5. and five. Um, they, They're certainly capable of doing so. And uh, they travel to the blue turf as a 7.5-point favorite to a Boise State team that after losing their first two games of the season – 
has uh, really started to play better football, but at the same time, not the most challenging of schedules. You can jump in on this one, Jay. Well, I, I think I think on this one, something's going on with BYU. I just think Boise State's going to go ahead and take this at home. Man, Jay, Jay, you keep going the opposite way on me tonight. Uh, so I think if BYU has anything left in the tank this season, they need to go out to Boise and and play well in this game. And, um, you know, it's funny. When, when you watch BYU, they have some really talented players. I think their, their offensive line is very good. Um but they're just not they're just not closing games. They're not able to win these games recently. But I do think they're gonna go in there and play well. I think this is gonna be a really like fun game to watch back and forth. I think I think BYU will cover the seven and a half. I don't know if they'll win this game, but I think they'll they'll find a way to cover the seven and a half. So I'll go I'll go with the Cougars. I'll take the Cougars as well. I think that even though they lost a heartbreaker to the Pirates a week ago, I think they you know, in some ways, perhaps, you know, you know rediscovered themselves and their, the way they wanted to play uh, after uh, a disappointing four-touchdown loss at Liberty. So uh, I think that they're going to uh, go to the blue turf with a mission to uh, prove and get it done against the Broncos. Not only will they cover, but I, I think they may win this football game. And, yeah, it's uh, now or never, right? It's now or never for BYU. So, yeah, um, if they drop know. this one, they're in a situation where it's certainly doable. But um, what, and they have Stanford, and I'm trying to remember who in their last two games. Um, they they'd be in a situation where they'd have in Utah Tech. So they they'd have to to win that game against Stanford, and obviously do what they're supposed to do against Utah Tech to uh, get the six and six and bowl eligibility. Yeah, yeah. That is the final game for this week. I mean, and so, uh, you know, guys, maybe the games um, that are taking place tonight uh, or last night with the Maction. Um, but I think a, a game that I'm really interested in watching uh, because um, the Sun Belt race is so up for grabs, a big one tomorrow night down in Conway. Um, and that is the uh, Mountaineers traveling down to Myrtle Beach to take on the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers in what will be a blackout there at Coastal. Hmm. That will be a tough game. That'll definitely be a tough game. And it's uh, that's one of those games, again, it, what's the bubble? What is the line in that one? Do you, do you guys know what the line is? Give me a moment. I'll, I'll look that one up. Yeah. Jay, what do you think about that? That's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting game. I mean, Coastal plays well at home. I always tend to lean with them, but you never know. The uh, the apps, like I like I thought, but wasn't sure. Uh, they they are a three point favorite. Yeah, uh, over under sixty three and a half. Mm. Mm. That's a tough one. Well, it'll be fun to watch. Um. You know, certainly I don't have I don't have a good feel for who's going to win that one, but uh, I think it'll be a back and forth game for sure. And it's it's a situation looking at that SBC uh, race. You have James Madison who uh, isn't eligible with it being their first season, 
which is a shame, and I don't agree with that rule. You know, be it James Madison or any team that moves up, I think if they're good enough to compete, they should be able to do so. But uh, you have Coastal Carolina four and one, seven and one overall, and then you have Georgia State at two and two. Um, you know, James Madison, who isn't eligible, they are three and two. You have App State two and two, Georgia Southern two and two, Old Dominion at two and two. So uh, this game tomorrow night is absolutely huge because it, it put Appalachian where they were. Yeah, they had the tiebreaker, obviously, against the Shauna Clears. And um, they have a very tough road ahead because besides going to Coastal tomorrow night, um, next week they go to Marshall, and then they have Old Dominion at home, and then they go to Georgia Southern. So App State controls its destiny, but um, it's a very tough road if they're going to win the SBC – well, not win the SBC, but win their division and play for the SBC. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so, you know, not to, you know, obviously just to take a quick peek ahead to next week, um, Jay, I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on pirates heading into Cincinnati. You know, I think the bye week comes at a good time guys for, for really for East Carolina comes at a great time. Um, because this is a team that's pretty nicked up. It's been a long road. Um, obviously a huge game next week in Cincinnati, Jay, well, what what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, just in terms of how do you think the Pirates will hold up there? Well, I think they're going to come in and play great. I mean, I think that's going to be uh, be uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I think it's going to be an awesome game. And I think that with the confidence East Carolina has, how fresh we should be with the bye week. You know, it, it's all lining up good for the Pirates. So it's all you can ask for. It's going to be a tough environment, but I think it's going to be an outstanding game. Yeah, I think that bye week is just – it's huge. This team really needs it badly. And, um, you know, you always want it to be a little earlier in the season. But now that we're at this stage, um, coming off of a, you know, a three win uh, – three wins in a row here, I think it really comes at a good time. So you get this team healthy – and then you go into Cincinnati, hopefully at, you know, it's never quite full strength this time of year, but you have all your weapons intact to try to go out there and get a win. And I think we match up pretty well with them guys. Um, I don't think this is clearly not the Cincinnati of last year, still a very good football team. Um, but UCF really, I thought handled them very well to, on the line of scrimmage and was able to run the ball really effectively on Cincinnati. Um so I think I really like our chances to go get that win because, you know, right now the type of balance we have in the offense and the ability to run the football I think is going to be huge for us. I agree. Uh, I like to match up. Certainly a tall task. I mean, the Bearcats have not lost at Nippert Stadium since November of 2017. And if they do what they're supposed to do this weekend against Navy, um, which I think they will, and they'll be coming into that game with a 31-game win streak at home, second to only Clemson in FBS. So, uh, you know, what an awesome opportunity this will be. And you know, I, I like our chances to go up there and get it done. Um, at the very least, I don't think it will be a competitive game. But I, with the way we're clicking right now, um, I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, just some of those things that – didn't allow us to uh, win that BYU game a little bit uh, sooner and made it come down to a kick. You know, things that we discussed as far as 
um, you know, not controlling what we could control. And obviously, you got to give BYU credit, but you know, things like uh, you know where we lined up all sides and um, prevented a turnover there at midfield, and things that we had not done the previous week against UCF, um, we'll need to uh, shore up some of those things. And if we do, I really like our chances. And Pirates will be coming home for senior day if they can handle business uh, seven and three and with a opportunity to, uh, who knows, Houston will, may only have one loss in the league at that point, which which would um, be an even bigger ball game. Obviously, the Pirates just have to handle their business. And then if they do, then um, we just need to lane to lose a game and hopefully the green, excuse me, we need. UCF to lose a game, and hopefully that will happen against Tulane. Yeah, it's it's definitely, you know, one game at a time and one, you know, you, you have to win out. You know, if you're East Carolina, you, you have to win out. Um, so it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to get the bye week, but I'm looking forward to that Cincy game. And how can you not be just ecstatic about where this program is right now? You know, forget – you know, the near misses early in the season. You know, we're six and three. Um, you know, it's the best spot we've been in in at least eight years. And, you know, as far as competing for a conference championship, you know, if that does become a reality, that that would be the first time that had occurred in 13 years. And who knows, uh, we, we could lose less than five games. Uh, and that would be the only the second time that's happened this century with the only other time being in 2013 when we went 10 and three um, because, you know, from 2001 to present, even though we've had some very good teams, those back-to-back conference championship teams in 08 and 09 were nine and five. So um, we have a chance to do something that very only one other team has done uh, since 2001. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you, hey, it's, it's, we're in a good spot. When you know you have a chance to win every game, you know that that's you know you're in a good spot as a program. And um, just looking forward to seeing how it pans out for us, guys. No doubt. So, so pirate fans, be sure to call one eight hundred dollar ECU or go online to ecupirates.com and secure your tickets for that Houston game on November nineteenth. And, uh, you know, you, you have some excellent deals going on right now in the upper deck. You have tickets available for $15. And in the lower level, you have tickets available for $25. So, so get out and support the Pirates. And, and guys have enjoyed the conversation tonight. Always love talking college football. Um, but for Jason Halter, Matt Semenza, I'm Bob Rosenbaum. You've been watching and listening to Sonny and Semenza right here on the Sports Objective. Have a great week, everyone, and as always, go Pirates. You're watching the Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. Listen to the show pretty much everywhere podcasts are found. Be sure to follow us on social media at the Sports OBJ on Twitter and TikTok, at the Sports Objective on Instagram. Like and follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. As always, we appreciate you listening to the show and go Pirates! <laughs>